Hi, my name is Andreas Binder, and this is the Humanzi Podcast. Hey guys, I'm once again joined by Andreas Binder here in the podcast. And guys, we talk about a lot of stuff today, like him winning the Cage Conflict title, uh, 77 kg title, and retaining it, and becoming that now being 3 you know, in professional MMA. We also talk about his goals and aspirations for next year, where the ne- next stage of his career is going to go, and what he's hopefully going to achieve soon. And we also talk about him signing with One Hit Management, and uh, why he's motivated to do that. And what the benefits are of signing with a good uh, management team. So guys, hope you enjoy. And I'll have Andreas's uh, Instagram and all that in the description below. So, Okay, so guys, we are once again joined by the absolute man, myth and legend that is Andreas Binder. So what's up, man? You were actually, it was like episode four you came on. It's like now it's episode 99 or something like that. What, what have you been up to in the past year and a half-ish? <laughs> Ah, uh, bro, I've just literally, I remember when we first done it, I, I'm not sure if I was professional back then, uh, but yeah, I'm a pro MMA fighter now, I'm 3 and know, I'm flying it, and uh, yeah, man, it's just, I'm still training every single day, like you know me. Mm. Ah, dude, and guys, for anyone who doesn't know, he recently got the 77kg fucking strap in a cage conflict, congratulations, bro, yeah. and, and did you retain it just there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I defended my belt, yeah. So he's fucking won it and defended it. What the fuck have you people done with, your, with the past fucking year? <laughs> I guess, yeah, that, that's how you get it. That's how you get people to like you. You insult your audience. <laughs> oh, and also, and also, congratulations on the second degree on your judo black belt, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It, it shows because, like, if you just look at any of Andreas's fights, he's just fucking flinging people around the place and just dumping them on their fucking heads, yeah. as well as punching and kicking the shit out of them. He's not. He's not just a fucking. He's not just a stupid grappler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like everyone, everyone's been saying it. Like they were like, um, I can see the progression in each of your fight. Like you know, three of my fights now as a pro. One came by a knockout, not a typical grappler. One came by submission because of a grappler and now another TKO. So it's like a hundred percent finish rate, but like I'm constantly evolving in my MMA career, you know, like, so I started off as a grappler. Now I'm a striker, I'm a wrestler, I'm a jits head, I'm everything now, you know, I'm kind of combining it together and it's paying off. And man, but to be fair, no matter what you do, you'll always have fucking naysayers like, oh, well, you, you could have submitted him this way like a minute earlier. Like, well, yeah. you, you could you well, you could have gotten in the cage and done it fucking better. Go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, man, like I know like lots of people get stupid fucking messages off like a bunch of fucking armchair analysts. If you don't mind, like what would you say is the greatest fucking or, or your the stupidest fucking co- comment or message you've gotten in, re- in relation to your MMA or your career just in general. Um, and no, messages wise, I I don't tend to kind of like engage with like people that how should I say that are like fake accounts or something because I'm I'm literally getting thousands of messages of people like say for example like a company in Indonesia or something. Uh. Like, your gloves or, I, yeah, <laughs> or, or you always see it in the fucking request field like oh hello good sir we are a fucking manufacturer of high-end yeah, gear i'm like i don't get really you know like because i'm real do you know what i mean i'm it this is me this is who i am on instagram people know me for what i do and what i do you know what i mean so mm. i don't tend to engage with these kind of like 
oh, I'm this manufacturer company in Indonesia or Vietnam or whatever. Like, um, so it's on that. I don't really get messages like that. Mm. Now, see, I was uh, talking more about uh, like from other people who are fighting or from like just armchair analysts, people like, oh, that win didn't count because you did it this way or that guy was shit anyway. So he wasn't the real opponent, like something stupid like that. Did you ever no, get into that? No, I, I didn't get anything like that because I put in the work and I show the results in my fights regardless of, do you know what I mean? So like I have a good pedigree behind me. People look at my amateur days and I was taught, I was taught to be the best prospect in Ireland and I will continue to do that. So I'm constantly evolving in each of my fights. So there's no flaws. I'm letting no flaws in that cage, you know? Mm. No, I get you, man. And it fucking shows your performance. So yeah. I don't know, like does it, the, only, the only way people could critique you is if they look, oh, for a split second there, he was like, off his foot when he shouldn't be for like a split second. I'm like, oh well, well uh go fuck yourself, buddy. Did it yeah. did it did it change the outcome? Uh, not really, no. So what's it? you can't please everyone. But like uh what's it called? Um oh yeah, yeah, I noticed by your great t-shirt there, you recently signed with a one hit management. Like uh how did you first like what what's the well, how do I phrase this? What's why why did you sign with them and what's the sort of uh uh appeal or what's what's the fucking word? Uh yeah, basically, like, uh, how and how and why did you sign with them, and how did you get in contact with them, or did they get no, in contact no. with you? So I've been, yeah. So I've signed with one hit management um, with uh, Paul Fogarty and Owen Roddy. Um, they're they're like an one. I think it was set up about three years ago, and I always kind of kept my eye out for a good manager that actually has the welfare for me. Do you know what I mean? That kind of like wants me to progress in my career and get me good quality fights but also like building my record so um i've been in touch with paul a couple of i think it was like last year and i was always looking for a manager like you know to try and get me to the next step of my career but uh because of this pandemic like everything was kind of delayed back and like you know you're sitting at a one and all record and trying to get a manager it's impossible mm. and once i got my two and all uh, we were like, right, if I get one more, I'll be 3-0. and I will definitely need a manager then to progress to the next stage. And I got, like, thousands of, like, messages of promoter, like, promoter, not promoter, sorry, managers from, say, Slovakia. But, like, I'd rather have a personal kind of relationship with my manager first. So he's at, I'd rather meet him face-to-face. Um, just be able to have that conversation with them. And do you know what I mean? Like, he's only up in Dublin, in SPG, mm. so I can literally just drive over like an hour and a half or he, he can come down and uh, have a meeting and discuss their plans or whatever, what are we going to do? Do you know what I mean? You you need that kind of like face-to-face interaction instead of all, all through Zoom calls and video calls. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? It's just not the same, really. And I've been, like, before I even went... Um, for like the inter- not the interview but like the meeting with with Paul, I kind of like looked looked into their what fighters they have in their stable and this that and the other. And what I like about them, they don't have ten thousand fighters under the, the same roof. They have like uh, the way the way they have they have uh, for example three welterweight, three live. Do you know what I mean? They don't have mm. a amount because he said, look, we tend we tend to like keep maybe uh, an upcoming pro fighter coming into the to the camp but then uh, someone that's in the middle and someone that's finishing their career so you'll never meet do you know what I mean because 
it just he said it just breaks his heart seeing two of his guy fight and it's just it makes sense like do you know what i mean mm. no like that's a pretty that's a pretty smart way to run it because like you don't want like uh because like, to be fair it's like a a net loss if you get two of your own guys to fight oh yeah you know, you know it's it, it doesn't really make much sense much fucking sense yeah but it's not just that but like even i i know where he's coming from and it's just like it kind of has that bitter kind of like bitterness and rivalry like oh i could be fine him or do you know what i mean like and yeah it's not like a good sort of biz- business relationship yeah. if you want to do it as well you know if you're like hanging and like you meet like oh yeah we might have to fight sometime fuck's sake let's not get yeah. too friendly then yeah exactly I, you know i don't like that shit they're absolute gents like they're um they're really looking after me already like and everything so um yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to get a good manager, just a good team behind me, and just kind of get me to my next step and get me where I want to be. Mm. So. Oh, speaking of the next step, man, do you got any more goals for this year? Like, after there's more, uh, like, uh, what's it called? More fucking what's the fuck? More events on, and like yeah. more, like, uh, like where would you like? I know, like, um, what would you say is like your next step later on in the career? Like, what, where are you, what are you hoping to achieve soon? So uh, we'll definitely get one more fight by the end of this year. Um, mm. And maybe if, if I don't pick up any injuries or any knocks, we're looking to fight maybe twice. Yeah, and then finish the year with a 5 and all record and just enjoy Christmas, really. And then, you see, come come January, I'll be making the move to the UK. Um, I'm making the move to the UK just to kind of excel my career and just get, get where I want to be. Um, then... What, with a 5 and all record, get one more by February late February and then knock on the contender series door and see where we go from there. Grand out, man. Like, yeah, that's see one, like, I, I don't want to, um, what's it shit on anyone, but like lots of people, they don't think far ahead where like, what they're just, Oh, just a uh, tip away doing fucking amateur votes. And then, uh, Michael pro who knows, but like, that's like a good fucking plan and strategy you've laid out, you know? And you know, it, it's not like ridiculous it's not like oh yeah i'll be ufc champion by the end of the year because yeah good luck with that good luck with that people you know but like do you do do you swear by that like small obtainable goals as like steps and shit each and every step of the way then like the the way i kind of run yearly or like i kind of set small goals each every six months i have achievable goals realistic goals Mm. and have my long-term goals obviously my long-term goal oh of course i want to be in the ufc and this that, and the other but there's little bumps and hops and downfalls and upfalls and everything along the way so you have to be prepared you know in order to overcome those steps and reach that end goal as, as we say but for me end goal is i want to try and stay as good as i can get one to two fives by the end of this year and then by early next year like say maybe i don't know i'll say like March, April to have at least my purple belt, you know. So nice. Yeah, mm. Yo, you thinking of doing any uh, jiu competition soon when they could like? Because to be fair, in the Republic of Ireland, they're pretty shit at the moment. It's like they're all fucking outdoors, and we all know how out- outdoors in Ireland is like. So, but in Northern Ireland, they're doing them. So you, you hoping to go and like? Is that in the in the what's it called? Um, in the books, getting on, going on a tear a purple belt for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do, I'd love to go back to competing jits again, like, but, yeah, like, you know, competing jits and trying to fight MMA while you're in camp, it's, you know, yeah. I, I, I want to enjoy it, not just kind of, oh, I have to make weight now, I have this, this, that, and the other, like, do you know what I mean, I, I, I love, I love jitsu anyway, and I would just want to compete, 
do you remember when we had our first interview? Like I was literally fighting twice every month between K1, MMA. I was doing jiu-jitsu because I wanted to build that experience before turning pro. Mm. So, but now you just kind of have to be smart as well because if you pick up an injury, that could be you gone from from the fight that you're scheduled. And as a pro, you can't really miss shows. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. now, this current climax that you don't know when the next show could be but slowly slowly everything is opening up so i'm just so happy that about time it's happening like mm, nice man and plus you know since you've been since you've been working this whole fucking time anyway as opposed to everyone else has been sitting on their fucking ass but like you know since you've actually been putting the work in it'll fucking show when you go and kick everyone's fucking ass yeah yeah exactly man like you know i, I was lucky enough to still be working uh have my job and training at the same time uh, but training wise, it just wasn't the same as we were at the start because, like you obviously know, we like our gym burned down two years ago. Mm. So he, myself, and the three, four of the lads, we just set up like a, a little jujitsu kind of like padded walls and kind of like in a in a shed in Ryan's. We've been training there for months straight, and it's been paying off. You know, so mm. we're good rounds, quality rounds, good opponents. So. Yeah, now it's just time to step up, step it up and just kind of like get better and better by training. Yeah, I'm going to make a controversial statement real quick. Like anyone who is all like, oh yeah, the gym's closed. I guess we can't train. Like, like you and me have talked about this in private anyway, but like making it public. It's all like, uh, what's it called? If you didn't train throughout this whole fucking thing, you never really fucking gave a shit to begin with. Like, you know, oh yeah, the gym's closed for like six months. I guess I just won't train for six months. Oh yeah, that's that really sucks. Yeah. Oh, real like, dude, come on. Yeah, you see, like the first, I remember the first lockdown. Um, I just like the first lockdown, the first three months. I literally, I had no motivation to train or anything because I was because I was like, there's no that, there's no that, there's no how should I say that light at the end of the tunnel because you don't mm. know it was so uncertain like we didn't know when it was going to happen so I was like you know I don't care I just kind of went on binge eating I was just like I didn't care anymore like but then second lockdown came in I was like you know what I'm not doing the same mistake I've done in my first in my first lockdown because I, I felt like shit I didn't want to train I was fat I was just depressed I all I was doing was watching TV and working I didn't enjoy because you know from mm. training single day and being a healthy athlete to not training at all maybe once a week and just being fat and just not enjoying life and just literally getting tired walking up the stairs i was like you know what i'm not doing that anymore so literally second lockdown we went into the, the little gym that we set up and we're like right we're in here every single day and that's what we're doing we're training twice a day every day and then saturday sparring i set up a little schedule we're following that schedule and everyone's actually fit we're fight ready and we're ready to step in whenever like you know so mm. that's what that's what you want like if you have a good mentality about it like you're gonna get far if you're not you're never gonna get anywhere mm. now see like uh, i actually like uh well i actually got a really good saying from a fucking stupid internet ad of all fucking places like you know when you're on youtube and a stupid ad pops up when you're trying to watch a fucking yeah. heel hooking video and it was from uh, this guy, I think he was like Irish rugby player or something. He was all like, oh yeah, the days I didn't have routine were the days I suffered the most. I'm like, to be fair, that, that is fucking accurate. Because like, when you just, even if you are training, if it's not like a set, like I have a set schedule for training. I train uh, mornings these days and then evenings these days and mornings and evenings these days. But like when I was just fanning around, like, oh, uh, I guess, guess we'll train this time, this day. And there was, it was all fluid each week and it would be random. Yeah. 
not not only was you know it was weird because I wasn't setting it in the training wasn't as good because it wasn't oh yeah it wasn't like set in stone because you know shit could happen like oh I can't come train and bloody bloody blue you know how it is yeah 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 but at least at least you still done something do you know what I mean like mm. and like the way the way loads of people say oh you haven't fought in a long time uh, you're gonna be rusty and all that I I'm not gonna be rusty if you put in the training because like. The thing is, what I notice in my camps, right? When I'm in camp, getting ready for a fight, right? I tend to, like, focus on the game plan and improve a little bit. When you're off camp and you're training, you actually get to enjoy the training and learn new tricks. That's when you can bring them then into your following camp, if that makes sense. Mm. No, because why would you try implement something fucking new? You got something right. And it's like, like... I listened to John Danner recently on Joe Rogan and people were yeah. talking about how he trained GSP up for his middleweight fight against Michael yeah. Bisping. And people are like, oh yeah, why didn't you teach him leg locks? He's like, well, I can't fucking get George good enough at leg locks in a short period of time for him to fucking win. How about I just teach him what he's fucking good at, get that down, he'll win that way. And he did. Mm-hmm. You know, like trying to put something new in that you're not going to be proficient at, it's a waste of fucking time. And if you try to do it, you, it either won't work or you'll fucking... Like, imagine if George tried to do heel hooks in the fucking Mike fight. Michael probably would have fucking just battered him in the head while he's trying to fucking heel hook him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guess we'll never know. Oh, speaking of which, like, uh, or, like, what you say in terms of, like, um, whether it be where, if, they, if they're retired, they're currently fighting, or anything like that, is your favorite MMA fighter? Like, who do you, who do you think inspires you the most? Like, their, where their, their whole career in, in a nutshell, or just if they're continuing uh, to fight? Well... Look, growing up, kind of that got me into the MMA was Anderson Silva and GSP. Like, so they would be my like icons, like growing up and all that. But um, looking looking back on, kind of like just recently fought and all that, it would be Khabib. Khabib mm. was, you know, the god. Like, like dude, you know, he's the man. The lad is undefeated. He's an absolute like the lad fucking wrestled bears when I was a kid. Like, do you know what I mean? So, you know, I. Like I, I like every every UFC fighter because you know it takes a lot of work to get to where to get there. Like, but uh, yeah, they'll be probably my three favorite ones anyway. Mm, uh, see, dude, how can you even fucking? How can you even? How do you even deal with Khabib? Like, say say you have to fight him. Like, how the fuck do you even deal with him? Like I always said, the best case scenario, and even then, this is just a hail mary attempt. The best way you can even try to beat him is just in the first five seconds, in Minaro to heel hook him. If that doesn't work in the first five seconds, it's done. You're fucked. That there's no way in hell you're gonna get him. Then it's just don't let him take you down. And it's easier said than done. But yeah, that's the only way, really. Like, his the thing is. People rely kind of too much. Oh, he's gonna take me down, but they forget that he has knockout power too. Like he would strike as well. So mm. yeah, he's really fucking strong. You have to be to wrestle bears. So if he fucking punched you in the head, you get you fucking get knocked out. Puts a lot of weight. Like you know what I mean? Like the lad walks around ninety kilos and puts seventy. So you'd wonder. Do you know what I mean? You'd wonder where those twenty kilos come off. Mm. Well, plus not to mention after the fucking he, he makes weight, he's given time to get. You know, to fill up again. So, what weight? What weight is he really at when you're fighting him? Let, you know what I mean? Like, he could be. I'll say, if he weighs in at seventy, he could, I'll say he'll be walking around 83, 84 easily, like fourteen kilos on. Like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I would, I w- man. Okay, best case scenario. Like, let's just say someone p- organized a fight, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Andrew, if you fight Khabib, you'll get ten grand for every minute you uh, you lasted him." 
I doubt it even lasted one minute. <laughs> but hey, uh, well, ten grand, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> you can buy a whole lot of keys and uh, weird rash guards with that. <laughs> oh, and uh, sorry. Uh, speaking of which, to like uh, since weird rash guards, my favorite MMA fighter was fucking Kazushi Sakuraba. He was the fucking man. I do the best thing about him. Everyone was all like, "Oh yeah, no one could beat the Gracies. The Gracies are the fucking are invincible. They, they, I mean, they, no, you can't. And especially, oh, you can't submit them. They're unsubmittable. Yeah. He, he only went to beat them three fucking times. Yeah. And fucking submitted two of them. Yeah. Now whatever, a oh, Hoyler's. Oh, he didn't tap. He fucking batters Hoys by leg kicking him into oblivion until he can't fucking stand, and then he fucking break him, breaks Henzo's fucking arm. Like literally, man. There you go. And that's that's my favorite thing. People like are oh, proving all the naysayers wrong. They're like, oh, that guy's un, un, unbeatable. You can't beat him and his family. Bloody yeah. bloody blue. Like I just did, did it three times at weight disadvantages, and he fucking done it. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. Uh, my favorite fights though of his were. The ones where he lost against Vanderlei Silva three times. I'm like, Jesus Christ, especially in Pride Rules where you're allowed to fucking kick him in the fucking head. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're grounded. Like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, that's because Vanderlei Silva's like a fucking wild animal. Yeah. Especially back in the day before uh, before the weird, uh, what's it called? Um, the leg break. Fa- face, facial reconstruction. Yeah, but even that weird leg break, you never know, like, if he was going to come back or not, like. Mm. Our dude, you talk, talk talk about fucking weird leg breaks. The funniest one, okay, I shouldn't say it's funny. It's uh, it's like just ironic. Is the one with Chris Weidman there a while ago? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was mad, man. That was absolutely mad. Like, cause he like he broke Silva's leg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then he broke his exactly the same way as Silva broke his with him. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, was it the same? Was it the same leg? Like it was? Was I it Anders? Yeah, I think it was the same leg. Yeah. Cheers, man. If, if if irony was made of strawberries, you'd all be drinking a lot of smoothies. Mm, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just it was sick. I don't mm. wish anyone really was. I'll say it takes a lot of mental mental kind of like break than anything. Mm. Oh, dude, another leg break. Fucking like this is just a leg break show now. Conor McGregor stepping back in his leg and just snapping yeah. it. Well, fair play to him for going to rest around with a fucking snapped leg. Like, lots of people give him shit. They're like, like, to be fair, no matter what Connor does, people always give him shit. It's always something. Yeah, that's it. But look, the way, like, you either love him or hate him. But the thing is, like, McGregor kind of brought in all that um, money in fighters' pockets, really. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, they were getting nothing in there. Like, and look at, him, look at everyone now. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, to be fair, they were getting paid with fucking peanuts a few years ago. Like it was nothing. It was it was not worth the fucking potential injury and shit. Like come yeah. on, like it's a bit more feasible now if you wanted to be a fucking MMA fighter. Like you know, there's a bit more if you market yourself well and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, what really gets me is just everyone's trying to be a, a trash talker and they're failing at it. They're not even fucking good at it. Like fuck that noise. Yeah, it, it doesn't work for everyone. You just kind of have to be like, I can't trash talk to save my life. So I just do my talking in the cage, but just be myself, really. Like, you know. Mm. Oh, you know, like uh, like that one time George St. Pierre tried to tra- trash talk on Michael Bisping. And he, he doesn't fucking speak English as well, as well as he does now. His English wasn't as great. It's the second fucking language. So he's yeah. like, oh, are you intoxicated? Are you intoxicated? Like, come on, George, come on. Yeah. <laughs> stay, stay in your field, bro. Yeah. 
Oh man, uh, is there any matchups that you're you're hoping to see lately? Like we're just talking about like UFC, like um, because like what was it the other night? Who who was fucking fighting the other night? Uh, who was it? Ori and um, what was his name? Or you're talking about Cyril Gane and Derek yeah, Cyril, Cyril Gane and Derek, Derek Lewis. Yeah, that yeah. was I heard that was, I didn't look at that yet because like uh, I was sort of what's it called skipping i sort of skipped that one i was like eh, i'm not really in the mood but like um is there any other matchups you're hoping to see lately there um i i'd love to see the run back of sterling um sterling versus uh peter yan it has to happen like you know and i'm looking forward to that like uh, peter yan just knocking sterling out ah <laughs> oh, jesus man what you have against sterling bro <laughs> the thing is like if you look at the last fight he was literally just sandbagging like trying to like Get the kick into the head while he's grounded. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah, it was a bit shitty. Yeah, so he won. Like, you win a UFC title by DQ. It's It just doesn't feel right, though. Wasn't it, wasn't it, like, I don't want to say just an interim title, but like an interim title, right? No, it wasn't. It was the. What, what? what am I thinking? Was it? Was I must be I must be thinking of something else. Yeah. But I could, I could have sworn it was interim, but like, I oh, know, I'm just mistaken. But like, um, I was thinking of something there lately. I was thinking of a few potential matchups since, like, you know, everyone's just talking about Connor lately. It's just like, okay, I've... a good potential matchup will definitely be Chandler and McGregor. That would be mm. matchup, or like even Chandler and Khabib, because yet again he was the backup fight for him and Dustin, not Dustin, yeah, Dustin Boyer. He was the yeah. backup. I'd love to see that one, like. Mm. Or alternatively, since lots of people seem to think Connor's on like a downtrend, they think he's done and that his career's just over and that he's just going to keep losing, losing forever and just taking money fights, which I don't know could, could happen. What would you think about like uh, him fighting Nate Diaz again? Oh yeah, Obviously, yeah, it has to happen. That would make so much fucking money since we're talking about money fights. Or alternatively, since we get another guy, another because like if you just rewind the clock, fears. People would shit their bricks over him fighting Nate Diaz again. They'd actually be like foaming at the mouth, fucking wanting it instantaneously. 100%. It's unfinished business there. It's one apiece. So, mm. you know or, he, or here's another one that people are kind of sleeping on Connor and Tony. Yeah, yeah. That's, that'll be a sick fight as well. But the thing is, like, Tony just literally, he's just a walking zombie. He's just walking out <laughs> for breakfast, you know? He's a walking injury, man. Every fucking fight you see him. Okay, Charles Oliveira nearly broke his arm off. Then Benil Dariush nearly tore his leg off. I'm like, is McGregor nearly going to tear his head off with a lo- with a loppy guillotine again? <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't know. <laughs> now that would be good. Who do you think would win in that? Like, let's just say it was a tree three round thing. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a five round thing. It was just a three round fight. Ah, uh, it's a tough one to say. Like, do you know what I mean? Um on the floor and everything. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, McGregor will have to knock him on the first. Uh, mm. I, if Tony takes him to the deep ends, I don't know. It, it wouldn't go his way. But mm. I'll say McGregor knockout. Mm. Yeah, we, we might uh, we might see Tony win by un- unanimous decision this time since he's lost the last two by UD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or uh, just, just one more thing before I, I go on another tangent. It's like, uh, what was this, what was I going to think? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll say this about Connor, then I'll shut up. I swear to God, I'll shut up about him. It's not just a Connor show. You know, when uh, the last time he won was against Cowboy, there like uh, 
fucking two years ago. He just, he just battered Cowboy in 40 seconds. Yeah. But that was at welterweight. I didn't know that until recently. I looked back, I was like, oh shit, that was a welterweight fight. Yeah, sure. if... he fought a welterweight a couple of times. Like, he fought Nate Diaz at welterweight as well. He... Who else did he fight? Yeah, he fought Nate and Cowboy at welterweight, yeah. Mm. What if, okay, because like, he has been doing too well at lightweight lately and people think he's over the hill and might the weight cut might be a contributing factor to that. Might be. I don't know. I'm not a fucking expert by any means. Do you think if he had a good run at welterweight, he'd do well? Yeah. You don't know, like, you know, because he's not like a, a lightweight or even a, a featherweight, like, do you know what I mean? So mm. when you're kind of like built for a welterweight, you're cutting from nearly 90 kilos. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, just trying to eat yourself up to go up to welterweight. It's a bit different, like that's you know what I mean. You can't. Yeah, he he'd be at a he would be at a huge like disadvantage because the other guys be cutting down and he'd be trying to bulk up. Yeah, yeah. But but let's just say all the stars aligned and he was gonna fight at welterweight. Like, who do you think would be a good matchup for him there? Mm, Good matchup. You see, no point like putting like an Usman or or I'd love to see him and Masvidal. Because I think, mm, yeah, that, that that would like to be fair. That's another money fight that people are talking. Like, uh, that would be fucking awesome. How do you think a uh, street Jesus would fare in that one? I don't know. I, I I definitely if 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 McGregor keeps it on the feet, then because he's so awkward because he's a southpaw, but the way he can switch as well, he could win. But yet again, Masvidal is just an absolute like unit. Like, do you know what I mean? He's mm. like. It's like he's getting better and better as he gets older. It's weird, like. Mm. Yeah, but man, to be fair, like um, the whole keeping it standing thing, like, is Jorge Masvidal really gonna try shoot a takedown? Like, come on. Like, yeah. I, I know, I, I know, he's, I know he's able to, but I don't think he'll want to. He want to keep it fucking standing and punch, you know, just punch, try punch the head off him. Yeah, that's true. He'll, that's what he'll probably try and do, like, and then he'll just eat the shots and he will get. Like, mm. uh, no, unless he's doing bads and he wants to fucking win on. Wants to try win on the scorecard near the end. That's the only way he'll ever try take him down, which he probably will. Because come on, it's I don't want to shit on Connor, but like he gets taken down a bit. Not not shit on anyone, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's happened a few times in the past few fights. Uh, so man, I think I think we'll leave it there because like uh because I have to, I have to bounce soon. But like uh. The, eh. It's a uh, what's it for anyone who wants to follow Andreas Sentence at Andreas Binder MMA. I'll have it linked in the description below. And Andreas, do you have anything to say before we shoot off? Yeah, just the, literally just a huge little shout out to all my sponsors. Give me a help through my camps, through everything. I have Salt Flow Recovery, Back in Motion, Intercars, Golly Autos, All In, Print On, Galway, Jack and Jones, Headmasters, and Galway City Gym. They've been absolutely massive, massive for me with. Medical costs helping me, helping me get good training camps in, and like I said, it's just helps a fighter massively having a sponsor. So yeah, huge shout out to them. Mm. And nice guys, and like uh, if if he has if Andreas has any um, events coming up, I'll have it linked in the description. Be sure to buy pay per views because like come on guys, events are gone for ages, so don't be a cunt and support support fighters. <laughs> That's a great thing to do to get a uh, get followers. Call them all cunts. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy. <laughs>